You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Broadcasting from the place where America won its freedom in the heart of Hampton Roads, it's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm Tim Donnelly. Robbie Vogler back behind the boards keeping us on air. And yeah, you heard it during the update. The greatest football player in the history of the sport retired today. I do feel like you have to start it that way because then you can start having real conversations, right? You can start talking about Brady. You can talk about how it ended. You can talk about things you, you, you unbelievably respect about how his career went and, and everything else. But to do that, you have to start with greatest football player in the history of the sport. Well, I've said this before. It took me longer to get there than most, right? It was kind of Peyton or Brady, Peyton or Brady, and I was team Peyton, and then I was team Peyton, and then Peyton retired, and Brady kept going, and Brady kept going, and he kept winning, and he kept winning, and I was going, all right. But now I don't even think it's an argument. If you missed it earlier today, Tom Brady popped on social media, posted a video, went like this. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. I could go on forever. There's too many. Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. Brady, Brady, Brady. By the way, call and text lines are open 757-687-9494. But I don't want this to be like... Last year, it felt like an emotional goodbye. We had fans calling in and texting in, and they were saying, you know, what he meant to them and and how they respected him and the role model and all these sorts of things and the underdog story. I don't want that this time. I don't want the emotional. Like, to me, this is – we celebrate today, right? We celebrate what he did. You, you get sad that it ended last year, but then it didn't end. This time, again, like he said, you only get one big emotional essay. But if you have some comments you want to make on Brady's retirement, feel free. 757-687-9494. Do you know what my first reaction was? Brady, this is the most Brady retirement of all time. He had to practice retiring last offseason. Right? He's the guy who, if he makes a mistake once, he never makes that mistake again. Right? If he throws an interception on a particular route concept, he's going to beat you on that same particular route concept a hundred times. He did the big, emotional, cheesy goodbye, which I hate. Right? Remember how many times you had to swipe to read that statement? So many pages on his Instagram. This year, short, quick video, early in the morning, post it, gone. He learned. He le- That's the most Brady thing in the world. 
Last year was just the, like the, the test balloon that he put up in the air, brought it back down, said, all right, I know how I'm going to do it next year. Similar to, to LeBron, right? He did the decision when he left Cleveland the first time. When he left Cleveland the second time, short, quick, to the point, right? They learn. By the way, there are some, uh, some internet sleuths that are saying he didn't record it this morning. Recorded it days ago, kept it locked and loaded, and just posted it this morning. Which, again, would be super Brady. They're acting like it's a scandal. Oh, he made it seem like it was so spur of the moment, moment and he, you know, he woke up and had an epiphany. that he, No, I want him to think about it. And if he wants to, he could have recorded it two years ago. I don't care. As long as it's short, quick, and says, I'm out. Thank you to my friends, family, competitors, teammates, coaches. Salute and head home. I'm fine with it. The rest is up to us, right? The, the, the conversation around it is up to us. Where does Brady rank all time? That's up to us. Here's Bill Parcells on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max answering that exact question. He's certainly the greatest in this era. I think there's some other quarterbacks. I wouldn't compare these, these eras because it's a different type of football. It's a different coverage and notoriety involved with it. He's certainly way, way up there. And certainly in this, the last couple decades, Tom's been the best. That is, and all respect to the big tuna, all respect to Bill Parcells, that is someone who wants their era to be represented. Right? Like I talk about this all the time. Every time an older athlete says the game was more physical when they played, that's just to justify that their game wasn't as good as the modern game. Oh, Brady's the best of this era. There's some quarterbacks from before. No, there's not. Brady is the best. Any objective mind out there that argues against Brady doesn't make any sense. Brady is the best to ever do it. I actually think the more interesting question, I'll ask this one to the callers and the texters out there. 757-687-9494 is the Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 call-in line. Also, the Dream Lawns text line. 757-687-9494. 757-687-9494. The question really is cross-sport. Where does Brady rank all-time in the history of athletes? I'm talking Jordan. I'm talking Gretzky. I'm talking Tiger and Jack, Phelps, right? Where does he rank in the all-time athletes? Right? To me, it's like the uh, the regional bracket of the tournament is your individual sport. And once you win your individual sport, you then advance to nationals, which would be the the best athlete of all time type deal. Where does he rank in that conversation? That's, to me, the more interesting question. Right? All those years, all those st- statistics, all those championships, where does that put him up against Gretzky or Jordan or Tiger or Michael Phelps or Usain Bolt or the, those types of athletes? You're going to see a lot of crazy statistics posted. Tom Brady's actually a three-time Hall of Famer, has been probably the one I've seen on social media the most, meaning he was a Hall of Famer if you included just his 20s, a Hall of Famer if you included just his 30s, and a Hall of Famer if you included just his 40s. And if you look at the statistics, it's hard to argue against. I've also seen that his, his first eight years, he, he was basically Troy Aikman's full career. His next eight years, I think it was eight, might have been seven, he was basically Dan Marino's full career. And his last eight years, 
So yeah, it was eight, seven, eight is what it was. The last eight years, he was basically Joe Montana's entire career. That's how good this guy is. It's a longevity thing. It's an ability thing. It's a production thing. It's a winning thing. And I don't know if you can combine any better things than, than what I'm just describing. I went down a rabbit hole as I think like, like a journalist, right? Media. Uh, I don't really consider myself a journalist, but a member of the sports media for sure. Uh, I think today is one of those days where you start looking for a stat that nobody has said about Brady and then you end up like a half hour deep in Brady stats. You've clicked on individual games and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and one that I just thought was really fun was Brady's rookie year. He played against Warren Moon, right? They were both backup quarterbacks. Warren Moon was on the Chiefs. Brady was on the Pats. Warren Moon was born in 1956. This year, in the preseason opener, Brady played against Nick Cross, who was a member of the Colts. Cross was born in 2001, which means in the NFL, Brady played against players. Again, did the math, right? Went down the whole wormhole. Played against players that were born 44 years, 9 months, and 22 days apart. Warren Moon was essentially... uh, uh, (laughs) The same age Brady is now when he played against Warren Moon as a rookie. And Nick Cross was born in 2001. He was born the same year the iPod came out. That's how long Tom Brady was elite. Now, if we're being honest, I said we can have these conversations. He retired two years too late. It would have been the perfect storybook ending to go to Tampa Bay one year, one Super Bowl, look at Belichick, say, I didn't need you, drop the mic, walk off into to, to his retirement. Didn't happen. Definitely retired at least one year too late because he was still really good last year and like a field goal away from beating the Rams and going to the Super Bowl. Uh, this year was a rough one. But he didn't fully fall off the cliff. And I think chasing, like, if he would have chased, I need to go out on a better year, may have been chasing it for a while, may have never gotten it. It, I think this is the right move. Now, I'm sure, right, like like only the greats do, he has a billion plans, right? He's got a movie coming out this weekend, uh, the Fox contract, the family life. He's he's got a lot that he needs to, to, to focus on, and he set himself up for that. Let's go to the call in line for Brady reactions. Tom Brady, if you missed it earlier today, announced his retirement. It feels for real this time. John in York County is on the call in line. You can be as well. 757-687-9494. John, thanks for calling in. What's your reaction to Brady hanging up the cleats? Sam, uh, and I appreciate your uh, feedback. Mm-hmm. And Hey, I grew up in New England, and uh, you know I, I was there when – you know, Brady turned the landscape with Pat, and uh, I I wanted to comment also on your take about him retiring after the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. That would have been the ultimate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think the guy was just so competitive. You know, six round draft pick, uh, always, you know, having to prove himself, and he did it most of the years without a true number one until he got Randy Moss. And uh, he, he's just a true competitor, and I, I think you know the best ever. And uh, I'll take that off the air. Thank you very much, Tim. Appreciate the call. Uh, call back in any time, 757-687-9494. Uh, it is 
I think it's fun to do. And 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 somebody like that that was in New England when Brady first popped up, I, I think it's fun to to try to time travel a bit because like where we what we know about Brady now makes everything we saw early in his career less surprising because we know what he's what he's done, what he's made up of, what he's we capable of. But like when he won his first Super Bowl, the guy was a backup to Drew Bledsoe that nobody knew. Right there was criticism of of Belichick for sticking with Brady. Looking back, it's like, well, of course he stuck with Brady. Well, it wasn't that way. Even even if you go back, right there was a like he won his first three Super Bowls, then went like a decade without winning one, and there was some well, you know, well the, the defense was much better early on. Now he's just padding stats. Then he won four more. Eight years ago today. Eight years ago to the day. Russell Wilson threw an interception on the, the one-yard line. Should have given it to Marshawn Lynch. Feels like it was yesterday. That was also, I believe, his fourth Super Bowl. Which means he had three more coming. That's crazy. Greatest to ever do it. Whether you like him or don't like him, greatest to ever do it. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Sports, Art. I'm going to get it. Priority Auto Sports Radio. There we go. 94.1 is the uh, the station. The call-in line, 757-687-9494. We'll be taking your Brady retirement thoughts on the call-in line throughout the show. It is also the Dream Lawns text line, 757-687-9494. The news of yesterday, Sean Payton going to the Broncos. For a first-round pick, a second-round pick, he's bringing a fourth with him. The Broncos paid up big, and there's an underlying story as to why they paid up big for Sean Payton. We'll get to that. We'll keep talking Brady. It's a good day here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Off day? There are no off days. It's always game day on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm Tim Donnelly, and the call and text lines are open for your Brady retirement reactions. 757-687-9494. That's the call-in line. That's also the Dream Lawns text line. 757-687-9494. If we are being nitpicky about Brady's career, we're just I mean, if we're looking for something to complain about, he did finish about 5,000 yards short of uh, Jameis Winston for the Bucks all-time passing yardage leader. Didn't even catch Vinny Testaverde. If we're being, I mean, granted, they played a bunch more years, but, uh, you know, there is that left un, uh, unfinished. Let's go to the call-in line for some reactions to Brady's retirement. We'll start with Travis in Virginia Beach. Again, that call-in number, 757-687-9494. Travis, thanks for calling in. What's your reaction to Brady hanging him up? I'm about to rag on Brady. Uh, I don't like Brady. Um, uh, is, so- it, is it you don't like or you don't think he's the greatest of all time? I have no problem with, with like or dislike. So the key, the key phrase when it comes to Brady is, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. So the whole tuck rule thing, that was a fumble. Uh, what about the – and we talk about baseball players cheating with, uh, you know, Spidey Tech. Isn't that similar to Deflategate? And then with Astros banging on the trash cans, isn't that similar to Spygate? And with him not even being a mobile quarterback – and getting the league to change all these rules about the quarterback and not being able to touch him, he doesn't ever move. 
uh, I just don't know why we put him up on this pedestal and not look at all the things that he's done to like want to even ruin Andrew Luck's career. Uh, I don't like wait, wait, Brady, wait, 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 wait. How did he ruin Andrew Luck's career? With the with the Deflate Gate, and he beat him in the playoffs, and that made him. Uh, if Andrew Luck hears about the Deflate Gate, and he's like, "Man, I'm out here trying, being honest, playing," because he was a good old boy, uh, Andrew Luck. He was playing and following the rules. He's like, "Man, people out here cheating, man. Forget, that. I'm trying my hardest, and people out here just cheating." <laughs> All right, I mean, I think that's a stretch, but but anything else you want to talk about with with Brady? And I'll give you one more like final word. I. Brady's good. He he throws the ball. He he's smart. He's fast. Um, I, I he beat up on a bunch of guys for a long time in that weak division that got him into the playoffs so frequently. Um, I don't like Tom Brady. Uh, I think we need to try to like see him uh, through another lane sometimes. All right. Appreciate the call. Um, few things I have a problem with there. Uh, starting with the tuck rule. Did you want him to give it back? The referees made a call. Did you like, there's not an athlete. There's not a competitor on the planet that gets a call in their favor and goes up to anybody and says, actually, it was a fumble. No, you, you quickly get to the line and snap it, right? That's what you do. Uh, that one doesn't make any sense to me. Um, the, the, <laughs> the, yeah, well, again, the spider tack against the deflate gate. Now there's a lot of evidence that says the the deflating of footballs wasn't actually like deflating of footballs. It was it was atmospheric stuff. But I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to say it like this: the problem with the the spider tack guys is you take away their spider tack and they're awful. Their spin rates tumble. They are not as good pitchers. Brady, there's no like he took his four game suspension, came back and was the best quarterback in the league with balls that I'm the footballs that I'm sure were being tested and measured a ton. What was he? Oh, Spygate. That wasn't him. That was the coaching staff. But I guess you could you could hold it against him. And then all these, you know, he he mentioned all the rules that were changed because of him. He can't change what the rules are changed how, to. How funny would that be if if they changed the, the the rules to protect quarterbacks and a quarterback came forward and said it was all me, guys. Yeah, actually, I was manipulating everybody. And by the way, at the end of towards the especially later, once Brady was more of comfortable speaking out in the buck years, he he was saying we need to stop with the the roughing the passer stuff. This is ridiculous. He's one of the only quarterbacks that was saying it. But granted, it's easier when you're older and you're you know you're established and, and you know you don't have to worry about the the, the ramifications. Uh, but hey, like I said, there, there, nobody is a hundred percent approval rating, right? Everybody has people that don't like them. I do think it's nearly 100% that he is the greatest quarterback of all time, greatest football player of all time. Daryl and Carrollton, I think he's going to agree with me on this one. We'll go to the call in line, 757-687-9494. Daryl, thanks for calling in. What's your reaction to Brady retiring? Yeah, I, I definitely think it's time. I totally agree with you. I think people are having a problem separating who they like from a person's skill set. I believe Tom Brady is the best quarterback that's ever played the game in any era, irrespective of NFL policies and rules and regulations. The bottom line, if they change the rules for the quarterback, everybody that played against them played under the same rules. The quarterback did the same thing he did. So I just think, they, you know, that's a challenge. The only question I would have um, – is I agree with you as well that Brady probably should have just hung it up after he won with Tampa Bay, whereas 
I'm a big Denver Bronco fan. John Elway played in several Super Bowls before he won one. He finally won back-to-back Super Bowls. He dropped the mic and rode off in the sunset. So I would ask you, how does John Elway probably stack up against some of those guys? Well, I'll put it this way, and thank you for the call. Uh, John Elway's goodbye is the best I've ever seen. There was only one goodbye that would have been better, and it would be if Michael Jordan never played for the Wizards because he went three straight and said, see ya. But but no, Elway's goodbye. And, I, and I'm sure Brady was going for it, and he almost had it. So close. Darn Cooper Cup, right? Darn Matt Stafford and Sean McVay robbed him of it. Uh, back to the call in lines we go. We're taking thoughts on Brady retiring, and it does feel like this is just like, you know, a, a sports radio host's intuition. It does feel like this one's for real. If he comes back in a month, I will not be very complimentary. But for right now, I'm assuming that this is for real for Brady, and we really have seen the greatest football player of all time play for the final time. Jeff and Gloucester's on the call in line, 757-687-9494. That's 757-687-9494. Jeff, thanks for calling in. What's your thoughts on Brady hanging it up? Oh, man, I liken it to Pete Rose, man. I, I... I've been a Redskins fan for my entire life, so Tom Brady really hasn't affected me because my team's so bad. <laughs> In the last 25 years, I've had no problems with Tom Brady. Other than, like I said, he just, he's been the best there's, there has been my entire, you know, the last 25 years or whatever it is. But I, I, the reason I bring up Pete is because, you know, I hated Pete Rose the entire, his entire career. I mean, he went five for four against my team every time we played him. Anytime the bases were loaded, he was up to bat. It, it was just, I hated him. And the day he retired, I was like, damn, he was the best there ever was. And it kind of, you know, if, if you can't admit it now, you're, you know, you haven't been watching football for the last two and a half decades because it's just 28 to three. I mean, you can't count them out of anything. So I'll let you go. That's all I had to say. Appreciate the call in, Jeff. Uh, especially. If you are a fan of the Jets, the Dolphins, the Bills, if you are a fan of the Broncos, if you're a fan of so many of these teams that he tormented for so many years, I could completely understand you not wanting to, you know, ticker tape parade as he retires, right? You you were rooting against him as you should. That's how rivalries work. Like you should be be screaming at him on third downs and all those sorts of things. I get it. But there, there is that element of you got to respect, right? That that's a competitor thing. He he beat your tail for a long time. That's why you don't like him. But that's also why you you got to give him his kudos. You know, it's it's the the dumbest thing, but it's the always the example I come to. It was uh, <laughs> it was Ben Affleck on Jimmy Kimmel, and I was watching it years ago. It was when uh, Derek Jeter retired. And he said, like, the best – this is Ben Affleck talking now. The best compliment Boston can give you is every time Derek Jeter did anything against him, they would go, I mean, sure would be nice to have a guy like that on the squad. Like, that's how it is for Brady, right? It's like, I mean, I don't like him, but it sure would be nice to have a guy like him quarterback in my team, right? I sure would like to have six Super Bowls for my squad and one for the next squad. I mean, part of it is like the proof is in the pudding. He's not just the Super Bowls, all-time leader in wins, yards, passing touchdowns, fantasy points, uh, so much, right? And not interceptions. Like the, the like he's he's not like just a wild stat compiler like Brett Favre. We'll go to one more call here. Jarvis in Williamsburg. 
Williamsburg, uh, who does identify as a Titans fan, has some thoughts on Brady retiring. So we'll get one of those, uh, you know, other AFC looking in opinions. Uh, the call in line is 757-687-9494. Jarvis, thanks for calling in. What's your thoughts on Brady hanging him up? I love, you know, Brady. I love his, you know, how he's a very good competitor. Uh, but as a Tennessee Titans fan, um, the one game that he just had stats crazy, he threw six touchdowns on us, 380 yards, uh, 29 out of 34, and blew us out 59 to zero. Well, that that's... Try to think about the better times, right? Maybe maybe, maybe not uh, that one for your squad. Uh, appreciate the call in, though. 757-687-9494. The, the other thing is, right, I'm seeing this a lot in basketball. Like with uh, uh, LeBron, we just saw him. He's the first player ever to score 40 points against every team in the NBA. And because of that, we're seeing graphics of, like, uh, the highest Dwayne Wade scored against every team or the highest Iverson scored against every team. And all I can think of is when these guys play long enough, They've probably had a great game and also a couple clunkers against every team in the NBA. Brady, yeah, he gave you six touchdowns one game. But I'm sure he played the Titans dozens of times. There might be a game where it didn't go as well for him. Focus in on that. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Obviously, Brady retired. I still want to get to the Sean Payton trade from yesterday and and what the, the, the problem that the Broncos were actually trying to solve with that trade. Uh, so we'll get to that. We'll get to more Brady reaction. It's all coming up right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Be sure to always appreciate greatness, whether it's Shohei, Giannis, Mahomes, or Joey Chestnut. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Audio Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I was so proud of myself yesterday for not messing up our new name. We announced yesterday ESPN Radio 94.1 is no longer the name of the station. It's Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. And and I I didn't stumble through it. I, I started saying ESPN Radio a few times, but I didn't stumble through it today. My beginner's luck has worn off. So we'll get there. Thank you. Thank you very much, Sean Payton. We'll get there. We'll get there, but that is a good reminder to all of you that uh, we do have a new name, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, but it doesn't change anything about the shows, doesn't change anything about the Tim Donnelly show. We'll still be at the Super Bowl next week. We'll still be talking about the biggest and best sports stories in uh, in the land. And before we get to the more of your reaction to Tom Brady retiring, if you missed the big news earlier today, Tom Brady posting on social media a short video of uh, of him telling the world that that he is retiring and it feels for real this time. But yesterday, the story of the day was Sean Payton being traded to the Broncos or expected to, finalizing the compensation, and it looks like it's going to happen. This has to do with Russell Wilson. This is actually just including more into the trade for Russell Wilson. Ready? Ready? Uh, Actually, Robbie, you're doing a lot of DIY stuff, right? You're around the house. You're you're, you're fixing things up. Uh, there's, I don't know if this happened to you, but it's definitely happened to everybody. Um, you ever tried to fix something and it didn't work, so you end up having to spend way more to fix things because you made it worse. Hundred percent. Right, you end up with like a like a leaky sink, and you try to fix it with a tube you found in the garage, and then 
couple days later, the whole thing floods. You got to get new flooring, a new vanity. The the bottom part of the walls is soaking out. Literally has not happened that exact situation, but that's the stereotype, right? You try to fix a small problem. It doesn't work. Now you have a big problem. Turns out what could have been done for $100, you tried to do it for 20, is now going to cost you 2,800, right? That's how it works. That's exactly what happened with the Broncos. They tried to fix their quarterback position. So they went and traded for Russell Wilson, made it worse. Now they have to bring in an expert to try to fix what Russell Wilson broke. And trust me, that's 100% what this deal is about, what Sean Payton going to Denver is about. Here's Orlando Franklin, a former Bronco, on Freddie and Fitzsimmons. This is a Russell Wilson-based move. This is all about fixing Russell Wilson. Sean Payton is the guy that gets Russell Wilson to, to say jump, and Russell Wilson says how high. Right, So this is all about fixing Russell Wilson, the big splashy hire, and Sean Payton. Now it's all about scoring a lot of points for this offense. It better The mindset just shifted. It's about rebuilding the culture, but also getting to the magic numbers 35 every single game. Let's see how fast we could get to 35 points. 35 points is a ton. We're talking like number one in the league. So that's all you got to do. is be number, You don't even have to do that. This past year they needed to score 18 not average, just just minimum 18 a game. They would have been one of the top seeds. This is what the Broncos are doing. They tried to fix their offense. They made it work. And now they're playing. They're paying the plumber to come in and do it right. Could have just paid the plumber to come in and do it right the first time. Here's the crazy part, right? We did the math yesterday. We added it all. It's not math. We did the compiling yesterday. The Broncos have now given up Three firsts, three seconds, a fifth. These are draft picks. Three first-round picks, three second-round picks, a fifth. Drew Locke, Noah Fant, a former first-round pick, and the defensive lineman Shelby Harris for Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, a third and a fourth. Three firsts and three seconds. You know how I said, like, if you would have just paid a little bit more the first time, you could have solved it all, right? What do you think they could have gotten the the market if they were going for a quarterback and they were willing to give up three first-round picks, three second-round picks, a fifth, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris? Probably could have gotten somebody that's going to solve all their problems that Russell Wilson didn't solve, right? I'm thinking Lamar Jackson. You think if you approached right now the Baltimore Ravens and said, you guys can't come to a deal. We want to give someone $245 million. We'll give you three first-round picks, Three second round picks, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris for Lamar. Then you wouldn't have to bring in Sean Payton because there's a whole bunch of offensive minds that can work when you have a guy that can run for 1,200 yards and a guy that can be the most efficient passer in the league. Both things that Lamar Jackson has done. Or do you think you could have saved some of those picks, waited, and traded up with the Chicago Bears for the number one overall pick this year? Then you'd have Javante Williams, stud young running back coming off injury. You'd have uh, your, your Jerry Judys, your Cortland Suttons. You'd have your stud defense. You'd have all this and the number one pick in the NFL draft at quarterback. Probably could have saved yourself some, right? You could still be thrown to Noah Fant. Could still be backed up by Drew Locke. But they didn't try to do that the first time. They tried to go get Russell Wilson, tried to take advantage of the, the discourse that was happening up in Seattle, and now they have to bring in the plumber to fix it, a.k.a. Sean Payton. 
and as everybody that's ever worked with anybody that's ever done any work on your house, they can just look at it and tell you, ooh, it's going to be expensive. Been there. Talked about the leaky roof situation a few times on air. Paid more than I'd like to. Paid more than I'd like to. And I did, and I did so with a little bit of honor because you didn't hear me 900 times here on the show saying, plumber and plumberson, right? Go check them out. They fixed it up for me. Didn't even get the, 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 the radio endorsement discount. <sighs> Let's go back to the call in line. Tom Brady retired second time. Final time? Feels like it. Uh, the call-in line's open. 757-687-9494. Your reactions to the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, I don't even think that's very arguable. Uh, retiring. Scott in Virginia Beach will go to you first. 757-687-9494 is the number. Scott, thanks for calling in. What are your uh, What are your takes on Tom Brady sailing into the sunset? Well, I'm uh, glad he's retired. Hmm. He had a great career. He's the greatest quarterback to have ever played. But I've uh, got a couple uh, takebacks about him. He was in charge of the – well, not in charge, but part of the spy gate that took a Super Bowl from us earlier in the – or, yeah, took a Super Bowl from us, the first one he won. And then uh, I wish he would retired last year and we would have been the last team to beat him in the playoffs. I'm a Rams fan. That would have been sweet. But other than that, yeah, he's best there ever was. And I'm really jealous. I'm a Rams fan. I'm really jealous. I wish we had uh, seven Super Bowl champions, but we only got two. All right. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, the, the the crazy part is even the even the teams Tom Brady played for, all of the NFL teams are jealous of his seven Super Bowls. Tom Brady has more Super Bowls than any other team or any team. That's crazy. Like, even the Patriots are a little jealous because he's got one more. He gave them six. Then he went and got one with another team, and Patriots haven't gotten any without him. So, so, so you know, it's not just the, the teams that he's beaten that are jealous of his Super Bowls. Even the teams that he's won Super Bowls for are jealous of his Super Bowls. We'll go back to the call in line. Gary in Virginia Beach. More talk on Brady retiring. 757-687-9494 is the call in line. Uh, uh, again, open for Brady takes. Uh, Gary in Virginia Beach, thank you for calling in. What do you have to say about Brady's retirement? Hey, Tim. I love your show. Uh, thank you. Actually, I'm just glad. You know, I'm happy for him. It's about time. He's done his due. You know, he's hit the mountaintop. But all those Tom haters... Get some wine and cheese, please. <laughs> I'll take my comments off the air. Uh, I appreciate it. And uh, here's the thing. I don't mind. Again, I want to make this very clear. I don't mind if you want to complain about Brady. I don't mind if you want to whine about Brady. I don't mind if you don't like the Uggs commercials. I don't mind if you think it's ridiculous that he has four Oscar-winning or Oscar-nominated legendary actresses playing a movie where they just want to meet him. I, if you don't like it, fine. But your your logical brain has to take over at, a, at some point and say, I mean, if you're number one in every statistical category and you win more than just about everybody and you have more Super Bowls than any other team, this is the greatest to do it. You you can you can like hitch your wagon to Mahomes and start saying I hope he one day passes, but he's not there yet. Not even close. 
Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. What does uh, Dr. Wood Selig, ODU's athletic director, think about Brady retiring? We'll ask him that and much, much more coming up next right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Welcome back into Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Joining us on the phone lines, just like he does every Wednesday, Dr. Wood Selig, ODU athletic director. Uh, Dr. Selig, thank you very much for for taking the time. Uh, I'm going to start with what we've been talking about uh, here on the show and, and we're going to continue talking about, which is uh, Tom Brady hanging up the cleats. Now, I uh, I did, did a little bit of research here. His last year at Michigan, to put it in perspective for you, uh, was your final year as the senior associate AD at UVA. Uh, coming before you spent a decade at Western Kentucky and now over a decade and counting here here at ODU. So uh, what are your reactions to to that guy's greatness and his longevity as he as he hangs him up, uh, we would guess, for real this time? Well, God, when you frame it like that, Tim, <laughs> going all the way back to my UVA days, I think of all the great things that Brady accomplished and what little I got done <laughs> in the same period of time. So my hat's off to Tom Brady, but I think like everyone, I'll believe he's going to retire when they take the first snap next fall in the NFL and he's not on a roster. I mean, it might even take to like week eight for me, right? A quarterback gets hurt. He, he yeah. might, he might not be able to, to avoid scratching that itch. Uh, but the, exactly. again, we're, yeah. we're operating under the pretense that he's not going to fool us again. Like he did, like he did last year. Uh, uh, the other the other news in football, obviously the Super Bowl. We talked about it for you last week. Uh, has to be a little bittersweet. You, your your Niners lost. That's where your your fandom lied. But uh, but a couple ODU alums are heading to the Super Bowl. Uh, Rick Lovato, who we talked about, the long snapper, and and Zach Pascal, the the wide receiver, both for the the Eagles. Uh, what are you, what are your emotions watching that NFC Championship game where you know your Niners were struggling, didn't have a quarterback, but you knew a couple of monarchs might might get a chance to go play on the ultimate stage? I was very pleased, Tim. I mean, not only uh, uh, Rick Lovato, I think was in like seventy percent of special teams plays, mm. and you know, Zach Pascal is playing me- meaningful minutes at receiver for the Eagles. So. These are two significant con- contributors to uh, what is now a, a Super Bowl team in the Philadelphia Eagles. Someone sent me today colleges with multiple players in this coming Super Bowl, and Oklahoma leads every FBS school or every football school. They have six alums, uh, and I use that with air quotes. They have six former Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, are represented in this coming Super Bowl. Uh, then there's a, a group of four schools tied with four players each, Michigan, Florida, Michigan State, I mean uh, uh, Mississippi State, and Georgia. They each have four uh, from their respective institutions. Uh, there are six schools with three, and then there are two, four, six, eight, nine schools with two. So we're one of, you know, probably the top 25, if you're looking at the top 25 of schools who have alums playing in the Super Bowl, we're in the top 25 of those rankings tied with Wisconsin and Auburn and Southern Cal with two each. That's pretty impressive. And it's going to, I mean, it's it's convenient that they're on the same team, right? Because now we know exactly who we're rooting for. Exactly, and I was listening to the radio the other day 
Uh, a Super Bowl ad last year cost $6.5 million per spot. It's up to $7 million this year for a TV ad in the Super Bowl. And what would you guess the winners the winners get paid a bonus. The losers also get paid a bonus for their Super Bowl participation. Have you heard what those figures are? I, I caught that on this radio program yesterday. I, I have not. So, uh, like, if I had to guess, it'd be like 150k. I don't know why that's popping into my head. That could be way off. No, you're you're almost spot on. For, for the winners, will get about a hundred and seventy thousand wow. dollar bonus, and the losers will get about an eighty thousand dollar bonus. So not not a not a bad paycheck for playing in the big game, uh, but you know you got to think compared to their salaries, you know it, it's probably I'm sure they've always been paid a bonus for Super Bowl participation. I bet the percentage of bonus per salary has gone tremendously down versus maybe when it started, uh, you know, way back what sixty some years ago. Dr. Wood Seeley, go to you, athletic director, joining us here on the phone lines. Uh, I mean, eighty thousand—it's a nice consolation prize if, if you're going to lose, right? At least you can uh, throw throw a good party to, to cheer your spirits. Um, Sign me up. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking speaking of of guys trying to to win the the ultimate prize and make it to the highest level, uh, I can't go on social media without seeing a Senior Bowl practice clip. Of of Nick Saldaveri uh, blocking or or mauling might be the better term. One of the the other big time NFL prospects down there at the Senior Bowl. Uh, how exciting is it? And 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 how much do you do you track that kind of thing when it comes to one of your players potentially moving up or moving on to draft boards? I think it's going to really help Nick. I think it's going to help uh, his 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 draft status. I think it's going to help him at the next level. Uh, I know Ricky Ronnie is going to be down there tomorrow. Today is signing day, uh, and then you know, he'll take care of signing day, and then he'll be in Mobile, Alabama, uh, for that event tomorrow with Nick. So I, I think it's just you know indicative of the type of talent that we have coming through the doors here at Old Dominion. Uh, speaking of signing day, uh, hearing good things about the 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 second we we have these two signing days now, which which always confuses things for me, but but what are you hearing coming down the hall from the football staff on, on a day that's as important to the future of the program as today? Very excited. Like you say, Tim, you know, there's there are two signing days, and, and the way it's been for us this particular year and, and maybe for a lot of schools, you have an early signing period in December, and the early signing period for Old Dominion in particular was full of transfers. Mm. It's guys who are, you know, either transferring up or down, but looking for uh, a new start. So the December signing batch was heavy with transfers. This signing batch in early February, most of them, if not all, <clears throat> are going to be high school seniors. So, so we're looking at, you know, a group of, of, of 10 high school seniors. We're getting guys that, you know, they were looking at Navy. They're, they're coming to us now. They were, you know, they're, we, we've got a lot of good high school seniors that will be coming into the program. And then there'll be a third round that will happen after the spring season, after the spring game. Guys will assess where they may or may not be in their respective programs. And you'll see a flurry of activity again start up in April. So there's really now almost three separate recruiting periods 
for college football, and those will be mostly transfers again in April. Dr. Wood Seelig, ODU's athletic director, connecting with us here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Dr. Seelig, this one actually comes from a a fan on Twitter. Uh, They're a diehard ODU fan, and they wanted wanted me to ask you about a report uh, that came from the News and Observer out there in North Carolina, uh, the the newspaper. Uh, It said that after the ACC played 10 games, this is football we're talking about, at, meaning away, at group of five opponents last year, and then they lost three of them. Uh, Commissioner Jim Phillips asked schools to avoid those games in the future. As one of the the group of five teams that has managed to secure quite a few ACC home games where they come to you, uh, w- w- what does that say, or, or how do you react to, to somebody like Commissioner Jim Phil- Phillips passing that along? Yeah, no, I, I certainly can understand, you know, where he is coming from and, and where they as the ACC are coming from. With the expanded football playoff going from 4 to 12, you want to do everything possible to get as many teams in the playoff because, let's, let's be honest, uh, this is all about money and there's a lot of money at stake. So, uh, you know, try and put your teams in, in the best position possible, not play these kind of games on the road. I, I understand it. I don't agree with it. Uh, you know, it's kind of like you taking your ball and going home. Uh, you know, my response is get better, you know, win, win those games. And uh, we, we, we're very lucky. We have Wake Forest. We'll be coming here to Old Dominion in September, the uh, third week of the season this year in 2000, in 2023. So we've got Wake at home. So there's one of your ACC teams on the road. Uh, and Jim Weaver, the AD at Virginia Tech, predecessor to Whit Babcock, both very, very classy individuals. Uh, between the two of them, we signed, you know, 10, we actually signed 13 years of games between Virginia Tech and ODU, six of them at ODU, seven in Blacksburg. We now are down to nine, so we have nine games remaining. Uh, we'll have five in Blacksburg, including one to start the season, September 2nd, up in Blacksburg in 2023. But there are eight more games that remain, four in Norfolk and four up in Blacksburg. Uh, so we're, we're counting, you know, on, on those games to, to continue and to be the contracts to be honored uh, because Commissioner Phillips fortunately didn't say he didn't want everybody to go out and break their contracts. Uh, he just said, let's avoid signing future contracts that put our teams on the road against Sunbelt or Mid-American schools. So again, I understand where they're coming from. I don't agree with it, uh, but you know, they're, they're not the first conference to, to kind of take that stance. Dr. Selig, we appreciate you for taking the time every Wednesday to join us and we'll check back in next week. Thank you, Tim. Have a great week.